Today we're talking about, I get the title all of a sudden, um, Grace and Stuff. Uh, no, today we're talking about basically walking by God's grace right. and by His love. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, let's just dive in. So today we're talking about how to walk by God's grace and walk by His love. Like I was more intentional with, I was going to say walking in it, mm-hmm. but we're actually, but in life we're actually walking by and with the authority of God's grace and right. love. Because right. it's one thing to be like, oh yeah, no, I'm in the love of God, but it's another thing to let the love of God and the grace of God empower you, right. that you're walking by it, that that's the, the propelling force, that that's the thing that's pushing you. And uh, so, um, you know, Basically, you know, one of the things that the reasons why, well, obviously the Lord was kind of leading this today, um, but there's been many times, um, especially like within the past year, where I've had, I've had, personally, I've just had opportunity to let a situation happen, like it, it feels like a big situation. It might not even be a big situation, but it's like, how in the world am I going to be able to actually overcome this you know like Mm -hmm. in a lot of times I've found myself just looking at myself and like my own insufficiency and deficiency and stuff like that like this is a big thing how am I how am I going to be able to to deal with this and the reality is and this is kind of what we're talking about today is I don't have to you know it's not my responsibility to handle the situation it's Mm -hmm. my responsibility to just trust in a God who's bigger than the situation that to him you know, even according to the word, it's momentary and light. You know, mm-hmm. it's not a big deal. But what I need to learn to do is to draw on and lean on His love and His grace for that situation. Right. Good. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Well, so one of the scriptures that actually came to me uh, earlier this morning is in, uh, I believe it's in First Corinthians, or it's in Second Corinthians. I know it's in one of the Corinthians. Um, so, give me one second. And because uh, this power, or this uh, this verse, it's been kind of confused a little bit. It's a uh, Second Corinthians twelve nine. Okay. Um, there's there's just a lot of good stuff to pull out of this passage, and a lot of people just in the past have pulled interesting things out of it. That's not even actually in it. Second Corinthians twelve nine, and you can read it. Sure. If you're there before me. I am there. Okay. And he has said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for power is perfected in, weak, in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, I will rather boast about my weaknesses so that the power of Christ may dwell in me. So, so this passage is obviously the, the famous Paul's thorn, you know, passage, right. you know, right. and, and, um, and in this particular like scenario, Paul is talking about, you know, this thorn in the flesh basically the situation that's risen up mm-hmm. and he's, he's come to God and he's, he's asked, well, he's asked God to take it away. Uh, he said three times he asked God to take it away. And then, but here, here's the beauty of the passage is that God, like, it, it's not like Paul said, you know, I asked God three times to take it away and he said, no, but for some reason that's how people interpret it. Mm-hmm. You know, they say, oh, well, you know, God, you know, Paul asked for three times and God didn't take away the thorn. But that's not what this passage said. That's not even what God said. Literally, God's response is not a Mm non-response. You know, so like if you, so just context, backing up to verse seven, because of the surpassing greatness of the revelation for, of the revelations, for this reason, 
to keep me from exalting myself, there was given to me a thorn in the flesh, a messenger of Satan. So even right Mm -hmm. there off the bat, you can see where the source of this is. It wasn't God. Right. You know, the source of it wasn't God. Yep. It's not, it's not that God gave, sent Satan to, to, you know, to do this. No, it's Satan sent this messenger. It's a demonic influence that came against Paul. And, uh, and it's a messenger of Satan. And he says to torment me, to keep me from exalting myself. So, mm-hmm. so in this whole situation, you already can see the source of this situation is the devil, not God. Right. But then when you see God's response to it, God's response is not, you know, it's not Paul saying, oh, I asked God, you know, three times to, to take this away from me. And God said, no, no. God's response was my grace is sufficient. Yes. Which means, and what, what does this mean to us? And what is grace? You know? It's kind of defined here. Yeah. My grace is sufficient for you in mm-hmm. this situation and what you're going through for my power. Yeah. That's what great God's grace is. It's power to overcome the situation. Right. My power is made perfect in this situation. Yes. My power is made perfect in what looks like a weakness, what right. looks like a temporary weakness. And what people will say, you know, uh, what people will say about, you know, Paul's thorn, they'll say it's like a sickness or whatever. It's a messenger of Satan. Mm-hmm. You know, if what what a lot of scholars will say, it's actually the persecutions that that Paul faced, mm. mm-hmm. and and even even in you know the persecutions that Paul faced, you know Paul was writing uh, to this church about, I believe it was to the Corinthians, it might have been to another church, just talking about how so many other people were coming against him, like mm. all the persecutions that he faced, like he talked about how he was shipwrecked multiple times, how he was stoned to death, you know, before, how he was given the 39 uh, lashes Mm -hmm. on multiple occasions. All these things that he faced. When it comes to, like, persecution, like, especially in the Bible, you don't really see anyone persecuted as much as Paul. Right. But one of the most important things that we need to recognize is how did Paul handle it and how did he talk about those things. Because when Paul is listing all these things, first off, he's saying, I'm talking like an idiot. Like, I'm talking like a foolish man. Hmm. And the only reason he was bringing this up is because, like, other people were coming and saying, well, we've dealt with stuff. And they were elevating their their issues. Like, we've dealt with all these things. And because of that, we must be godly. But Paul is saying, if someone's going to boast, you know, if anyone has any reason to boast in, in these situations... Like, these are the things that I face. And, yeah. and the whole time he's saying, I'm talking like a foolish person. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. By, by, he's not boasting in the weaknesses because in the end of it, he's, he says this, but through all of these, yes, through all of these, the Lord has delivered me. Mm-hmm. All of them. Yeah. All of them. See that? So, you know, when, if people look at the story in the life of Paul and they say, man, he had a rough life. You know, man, he really struggled through life. Reading through Paul's letters, he, he, if, if Paul had a rough life, he didn't know it. Mm. <laughs> if Paul's life was full of struggle, he didn't know it. Right. Because the way he talked about, the, about those things didn't... See, when he says, I will boast all the more in, in my weaknesses, he's, what he's actually saying is, I'm actually boasting in the reality that in the weakness, Christ's grace, God's grace is sufficient. Yeah. It's his power that makes perfect those situations. So if I'm in a situation where I just feel overwhelmed and it feels like it'll take me out, what I can actually learn to rely on is on the love and the grace of right. God to overcome. That's right. why Paul said, well, through all of these, Christ, has, God's delivered me from mm-hmm. all of it, from all of it. You know, I, the, the, even when he was in prison talking to the Philippian church, right? Mm-hmm. He's literally writing from prison and, you know, people, uh, you know, Paul wrote 
the, the book of Philippians in prison. You know, he was going through a lot of things. Well, even in Philippians 4, you know, in Philippians 4, when Paul is saying, I know what it is to, you know, to be in need. I know what it is to have an abundance. I know what it is to be hungry. I know what it is to be well fed. Mm -hmm. But, like, he's not saying, so I've learned in all the struggles of life, you know, that I just need to learn to endure. Mm -hmm. No, he, he said, no, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Mm -hmm. What did he learn when hungry? What did he learn when well-fed, what did he learn when in humble means? And what did he learn in abundance? No, I can do all things. Right. It does, my circumstance and my situation doesn't matter because the grace of God's on my life. Right. And I can do whatever God's called me to do. I can be successful in everything God's called me to be in because I'm relying on the love and the grace of yeah. God. And he says that at the beginning of his, his letter to the Philippian church when he says, actually, these chains have served to advance the gospel. Mm -hmm. Like he's, he's looking at the positive. Like he's not, look, he's not saying, man, you guys know all the struggle and all the hardship that I'm facing and how, how life is just rough. No, even, I believe it was Paul who even said these momentary light afflictions. Mm -hmm. He's literally saying these situations that might feel hard yeah. and heavy, they might seem like, I, how in the world am I ever going to? Stop looking at yourself and just look at the love of God and the grace of God because the grace of God is sufficient Put this in the comments. The grace of God is all that I need to overcome. Yeah. That's the reality. All that I need yeah. when I'm in a situation that I'm like, how am I going to, how am I ever going to be able to do this? Mm -hmm. No, all I need to do is learn, no, the grace of God is sufficient. What does sufficient even mean? It means the grace of God is all that I need. Yeah. It, my, when God said my grace is sufficient, he's literally saying, the power that I have is all you need to overcome right. the situation. Right. And the power of God will overcome the situation. Yeah. The yeah. grace of God will overcome come any situation I'm in, including this thorn that Paul's facing. Mm -hmm. God's saying, my grace is powerful enough mm -hmm. to, to deal with this situation. Right, right. I, yeah. I think the really cool part of what you were saying, and mm -hmm. I think what we were saying, you guys were talking about mm -hmm. in an earlier broadcast this week, yeah. is that the grace isn't meant to uh, just help you feel comfortable mm -hmm. in the adversity. Yeah. It's the grace that is the power, mm -hmm. you know? it's. I think that sometimes grace can be mixed up that it's something, it's just like relying on God's grace, like to, as I'm just in this situation, mm -hmm. but no, we're always walking through yeah. these situations. And it doesn't say that my grace is sufficient to for you to like stay in this, but for power is perfected in weakness. It's the power of God that's going to come out during this time, during the fleshly weakness yeah. of this. It's God's power. And I think that drawing on God's grace in every situation, whatever it is, whatever circumstance or situation it is, it's drawing on God's grace when our flesh might be feeling weak or a situation comes up. That's what's going to get us through is drawing on the grace. That's what's sufficient for us. And yeah. I think that's the big thing that what you were saying was sticking out to me that it's not grace isn't something that just helps us feel comfortable in those times, yeah. you know, but great. It's the grace drawing on God's grace. When we don't know how to overcome mm -hmm. a situation, it's the grace, just drawing on that grace. What you guys were talking a lot about um, mm -hmm. in the earlier broadcast this week, yeah. drawing on that God, uh, God's grace is what's mm -hmm. going to get you through because that is the power that's going to get you in, mm -hmm. that is perfected in weakness. Yeah, and, and, you know, knowing also that, you know, another thing that Paul wrote, I believe it was from prison, was Ephesians 1.3, when, when he literally just straight up said, blessed be God, the God 
and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in mm -hmm. the heavenly places in Christ. So literally, God is already saying, I, I, I've already given you everything that you need to overcome. Yeah. But it, where, where is that grace found? He said, uh, with every spiritual blessing um, in the heavenly places yeah. in Christ. So that grace and that blessing, all that you need, is already found in Christ. Right. It's through Christ and in Christ and in the grace that he offers, which Christ means the anointed one mm. and his anointing. So it's in that, in, in, the, in that power, right? It's in him that all things that I need are made available mm -hmm. to me. So I've already have it, yeah. but I need to make sure that I'm, I'm operating not of my own logical thinking, like, because mm -hmm. uh, it's in my own logical thinking. See, I, I, I think it was Bishop Boyadipo. I don't remember who said it, but someone said that um, if, if you are just getting all of this in your head when, the, when problems or issues in life arise, it'll leave your head, mm. you know, but if it's in your heart, if it's yeah. in your spirit and you're operating in that spirit, when those problems and situations arise, it, it's, it's in you and it'll, and it'll come out of your mouth. Like, so there's been so many times when a lot of this, I've got it in my head, but when those situations come, all of a sudden my head just gets foggy. The situation just seems overwhelming. And just by it being in my head, it, it just all leaves. Mm -hmm. But but I, I've learned that whenever I'm not operating by my logic, well, but by the Spirit of God and in Christ and in His grace, those situations rise up. And what's been put, in, like like David said, he didn't say, I hide your word in my head that I might not sin right, against you, right. right? He said, I hide His word in my heart, mm -hmm. in my spirit, in the core of who I am. That's where the word of God is so that when yeah. the when situations rise up, I don't get overwhelmed and my, my thinking just goes all over the place. No, my spirit man has become st strong and established yeah. in him that now I'm able to deal with it through his grace, which is a whole different situation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, as you were talking, it made me think of the story that um, Pastor Brian shares when he was going through one of his longer fasts mm -hmm. and um, his body felt yeah. really weak, um, mm -hmm. but... I'm here. Okay, I had to find the camera. And his body was feeling really weak because this was like the second long fast within a very short period of time that he was doing. And, you know, he asked some of the leadership to pray for him. And then he learned to draw on God's grace during that time. And it was during that time God showed him, you know, how he could be productive during the, during a fast when his body, his flesh was weak. But he that was when the moment when he learned to really, really draw on God's flesh. Um, God's on God's grace mm -hmm. um but a question that I have is so how how do how do would somebody draw on God's grace like I want to draw on God's grace I know that I need it like I know that I know need his power in me to mm -hmm. be perfect in all weakness how does somebody start yeah um like so there was I, I remember there's been multiple occasions where I've been talking to pastor mm -hmm. and like there's a situation that I'm like, I don't know how I can do this. Mm -hmm. uh, how do I do this? Yeah, like, um, like one of, one of the situations, it was a small thing, but, um, it, and, and I've mentioned on the broadcast before, like he would mention how, like I would overcorrect while I'm driving. Mm -hmm. And so it would be like really jerky and it mm -hmm. would just not be fun for anyone driving it, riding in the car with me. And, um, and so I, like I noticed that whenever I was thinking a lot about it, you mm -hmm. know, it wouldn't help. Um, and, and so 
but what I had to learn to do is not think about it, but what, what I ended up doing is whenever I would get in the car, I would just say, Lord, I just rely on your grace right now mm. to drive better, you mm-hmm. know? And like as, and basically it's almost like a reset. Like Jesus said, all like come to me all who are weary and heavy laden yeah. and I'll give you rest for your souls for my yoke is easy. My burden is light. Yeah. Whenever, when, what I've discovered is whenever I'm the source or when I'm trying to, well, how do I do it? How do I rely on his grace or how, or, or I guess it, in a situation like, um, like this is how are we gonna pay this bill? How are, how how are we gonna do this? How are we gonna do that? How how am I going to change this way that I've been thinking for my whole life? Because that's like one of the big things is I've thought or I've operated this way my whole life. It can seem like a really big thing to change that or to ch- change that mm-hmm. thinking, you know. And so so my like in my head, my default is how do I do that? And you see you see that same thinking mm-hmm. with the, the rich young ruler. He came to Jesus. How do I inherit the kingdom mm-hmm, of God? Mm-hmm. The, the reality is this. I'm not the source. Mm-hmm. You know, when, when I recognize that I'm not the source of it, if, if I'm thinking all the time, how do I do this? How can I fix right. this? How can I, right. how, you know, the, like, how, how do I, you know, kind of like even build my own house? How do, how do I show these people that I'm smart enough and that I'm worthy to be their friend? Mm-hmm. You know, even mm-hmm. something like that. Like, I can feel this pressure to perform whenever I'm in a situation. Um, but what I ultimately need to recognize first and foremost is I'm not the source. Mm-hmm. Like, so how do I rely on God's grace? Not by trying to figure out how to rely on his grace, you know? Um, <laughs> yeah. Like, well, and that's because in, in the logic and in my head, I want to be like, well, that doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. You know, like, Shouldn't it start there? Mm-hmm. No, it doesn't start in my head. Right. It starts in, my, in the spirit right. where the spirit of God bears witness with, with my spirit. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to be able to rely on his grace by trying to think, okay, rely on his grace. Right. Rely, just go back to his grace, just trust in his grace. Like, that's not what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, one, one of the best things, like, it, actually, I was reading in, Psalm, in the book of Psalms, um, and the the you see David had a revelation of the three parts of man. You know, I'm a spirit man. I have a soul, my mind, will, and emotions, mm-hmm. and I live in a body. Yeah. And what what did David do whenever he was facing a big situation? Um, and he could tell in his head that it was elevating mm-hmm. the the problem in the mm-hmm. situation. He said, "Why are you downcast, oh my soul?" soul. Yeah. No, notice he didn't say, "David, why are you downcast?" What or why are you downcast, David? No, he said, why are you downcast, my soul? Mm-hmm. Recognizing I'm a spirit, this is not who I am. Yeah. He's saying, this is my soul, my mm-hmm. feelings. Why, feelings, why are you overwhelmed by this situation? Mm-hmm. Is literally what he's saying. Why are you downcast, oh, my soul? And mm-hmm. then he says this, hope in God. That's good. He's telling his emotions, he's telling his thinking exactly what to do. He's saying, you're downcast and I'm recognizing this. Stop it, <laughs> you know? Put your hope in God. What's he saying? Rely on the grace yeah. and love of God. God's got this. Yeah. God's handling this situation. Why are you downcast on my soul? Put your hope in God. He yeah. says that. Th- he he says that. I, I believe three times in two psalms mm-hmm. over over the, the course of two psalms. Why are you downcast on my soul? Hope in God, for I will rejoice in Him. That, that's yeah. what he was. He's the, my hope and my salvation. Yeah. He was so he wasn't relying on how do I do it. He was literally telling his emotions what to do. Which, what, what was he telling it to do? No. Get out of your head, <laughs> into yeah. the spirit, 
and put your and, and let His grace be sufficient. That's good. It's not it's not me who needs to rely on His grace to be sufficient. Mm-hmm. It's just I need to yield to His grace, which yeah. is already sufficient. That's good. So I'm not trying, and I'm recognizing He's the source. He's the source, and I don't have to make a payment for Him to become my mm-hmm. source. I don't have to get myself in the right situation and, and in the right mindset for him to be the source. I mean, obviously, there's a lot that needs to happen in the mind, mm-hmm. which is really just hope in God. Mm-hmm. God's love is powerful. God is right. absolute love. You know, and in whatever situation, when I recognize, no, God is absolute love, and he knows exactly what I need to overcome this situation. Mm-hmm. Just going to trust him, put my hope in him. You know, my feelings are, are really irrelevant at that point. Why are you downcast on my soul? Just hoping God. He's my mm-hmm. source. He's my deliverance. He's going he's gonna to work it out. And, uh, you know, that's where Paul was going in 2 Corinthians, you know, is when, when, he was, when he was saying, God, like, God, you know, please take this. God, take this. God, what did God say? No, my, great, my grace is sufficient. Not mm-hmm. you, you're leaning on my grace. You know, I need to lean on his grace. But, no, my grace is sufficient is yeah. what God said. What was God saying? I'm the source. Yeah. I'm the source, just, just essentially, just yield to my grace. My grace and my power will bring perfection yeah. in this situation. You know, my grace and my power will bring perfection in the situation. And, and it's also good to also recognize that what Paul was asking God to take away, which was persecution, was also something that is promised. Mm-hmm. We're promised persecution. Persecutions are coming. Especially, God already said this over Paul, was like... He will suffer a lot for my name's sake, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. just just because of what God has called him to do, which was basically to undo a lot of the trashy thinking right. that was woven into the right. Jew, the Jews at that point. Yeah, and that's who he was persecuted mostly by was Jews, and also uh, Rome, a little bit of Romans, but mostly the Jew, mm-hmm. the Jews because they didn't like that God was being gracious to people who weren't Jews, mm-hmm, you know, to, mm-hmm. to the Gentiles who Paul was called to. Right, and um. But what God was saying in that instance, though, was not just you got to learn to deal with it. He's saying, no, in all of these things, and this was also Paul, you will overwhelmingly conquer. Mm-hmm. All these things. What is that? Second Corinthians. Um, what, what is that passage? It's in I Second thought, Corinthians. Correct? For some reason, I thought that was Romans. Well, Second Corinthians. Well, you also have Second Corinthians um, uh, in Second in Corinthians when when uh, Paul also writes it. And this is all in the same letter as well. Mm-hmm. Um, when, when Paul says that, uh, that pr- thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ. Right. Right? That's in 2 Corinthians as well. That's the um, beginning of it. That's 2 Corinthians, what, 2.14? Yes. So 2 Corinthians 2.14, but thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ Jesus and manifest through us the sweet... Uh, again, where, where does he lead us in triumph? It's in Christ. Yeah. It's, it's in that grace, and it's in that right. anointing that Christ gives us. It's in him that he always leads us in triumph. So again, this is Paul writing, you know, the, the same one who faced all those persecutions and faced yeah. all those things. No, I'm always being led in triumph in Christ. Because Why? Because his grace is sufficient mm-hmm. in whatever circumstance. Like Paul faced some, a lot bigger things than we probably ever will face. Yeah. You know? But, but you, ta- you look at the way he talks, and you right. w- again, you wouldn't know it. Yeah. Because he ta- he, Paul spoke, and, and this is a good thing for us to do, you know, like in how do I rely on God's grace? Mm-hmm. 
is, is speak from that, from that position and that understanding that God's grace is sufficient. Mm-hmm. When, I, when, I do, when I talk about, you know, how, how was your day? Oh, it was, a, it was a day, right? Well, let me tell you about all the wrong things that happened in my day. You know, like, mm-hmm. are you speaking, what, what, what position are you speaking That's from? Good. From your emotions and what, right. in your head of what the day felt right. like? Or are you speaking from the position that, hey, you know, God's grace is sufficient. God, mm-hmm. God brought me through that day, and yeah. I'm overcoming. You yeah. know, like, because that's literally, Paul's talk, like, I need to find that passage. Did you have something? Yeah, something that had come to me earlier on in the broadcast, and I mm-hmm. wasn't sure really where it fit in, but I was just reading, actually, the verse before it. And it's um, also in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, so the next chapter, um, and verses 5 and 6. And verse 6 is what came to me, but, like, verse 5 just kind of popped out at me, and it says, not that we are adequate in ourselves to consider anything as coming from ourselves, but our ad- at our, but our adequacy is from God, who also made us adequate as servants of a new covenant, not of the letter, but of the Spirit. For the letter kills, but the Spirit gives life. So us trying to find the adequacy in ourselves to overcome anything is never going to work, you know, it, because that makes us the source, just mm-hmm. as you were saying before. But Christ, God, who also made us adequate as servants of a new covenant. And I've had to speak that over myself too. I am an adequate minister in areas, especially where I have felt very inadequate. I mean, Barrett and pastors have had to uh, remind me to speak that over myself too, in areas where I'm like, I don't feel, I haven't felt in my soul adequate. No, I am an adequate minister in Christ. Mm -hmm. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You know, I am an adequate minister. I am an adequate minister. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was just trying to read more of that. Did you find your verse? Not yet. Hi, Kevin. Is that Kevin? Oh, Hi. it has to be. Kevin just drove by. We, we heard the <laughs> horn. Um, but, you know, an, another passage, though, and, and actually, you know, that, that whole passage that I was talking about where, you know, Paul was talking about all the different things that he faced, mm-hmm. um, that's all in Second Corinthians chapter 11, right before my grace is sufficient yeah. for you. So, like, he's, he's, like, talking about all these things. Three times I was, uh, or... Um, he he says this. Uh, you know, I, I speak as if insane. I I more so. Like mm. he, he says, beaten t- times without number, often in danger of death. Five times I received from the Jews thirty nine lashes. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked. Three times I was shipwrecked. Yeah. I think we only have recording in the Book of Acts of one of those times. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, he says, I've been on frequent journeys in dangers in rivers, dangers from robbers, dangers from my countrymen, dangers from Gentiles, dangers in the city, dangers in the wilderness, on the sea, dangers among false brethren. I have labored, uh, uh, I've been in hard labor through many sleepless nights, hunger, thirst, often without food, cold exposure. Apart from such external things, there is the daily pressure of me and uh, concerning uh, of all the churches. He says, who is weak without my being weak? Who, who is uh, led into sin without my intense concern? If I have to boast, I will boast in what pertains to my weaknesses. The God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, he who is blessed forever, knows that I'm not lying. Yeah. And, ma- and then he like goes on. You know, they tried to seize me. They tried to do these things. You know, and, and in all these things, you know, like, like recognizing it, that despite all these things, Paul's talking about the weaknesses. Um, he says, uh, for uh, now I'm moving on into chapter 12. You know, he, that's when he goes on to, to, um, that's when he goes on to, you know, the thorn, Mm -hmm. but in all these things, you, you recognize that God's grace is sufficient. God's grace is sufficient. 
And and you also recognize that in all these things, God delivered him. Right. God delivered him out of all these things. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he even says in uh, 2 Timothy 3.11 here. Oh, I um, thought we were going to stay in 2 Corinthians the whole time. That, <laughs> I, seriously, like there's there's a lot. Paul, Paul's, but again, like in all these things, Paul's not, you, you kind of hear it in his heart. Like he's not saying these things from a position of just weakness. He's not saying right. these things from a position of, let me tell you how hard my life is. He's saying, like, these people are boasting, boasting all these things. I'm not going to, like, I'm talking like a foolish person as I'm mentioning all these things. But I'm getting to the point yeah. and to, to that God's grace, God's mm -hmm. grace. Stop focusing on what you're going through. Focus on God's grace. Because yeah. the, the only reason, you know, I feel like one of the main reasons why uh, Paul, like, the Lord inspired Paul to write those things down is so that we can recognize and understand Oh, well, if he dealt with all that and God, God brought him through, mm -hmm. not just through, but in an overcoming way, mm -hmm. you know, and where Paul can look at all these things and say, well, you know, I, you know, out of all these things, the Lord uh, rescued me. Right. Like we can we what, what, what do we have the face that God's not able to deliver mm -hmm. us from by his grace and by his love? Mm -hmm. And so in Second uh, Timothy, chapter three, um, we, we hear this. Uh, Paul says this. Now you follow, this is verse 10. Now you followed my teaching, conduct, purpose, faith, patience, love, and perseverance. And then he goes on, persecutions and sufferings, such as happened to me in Antioch, at Iconium, and at Lystra, what persecutions I endured. And then he says this, and out of them all. So everything that we just read, yeah. you know, in Second Corinthians, Paul basically said those same things, but he narrowed it down in one verse. And this is the verse that I was, that okay, I was thinking yeah. about. Um, he basically narrowed all his persecutions and all of his sufferings down. And then he says this, and, uh, all these things that I endured and out of them all, the Lord, not, not me, the Lord rescued me, the Lord delivered me. So he's literally saying, and then he goes on to say, all who desire to live a godly life will be persecuted. But what's, what, but what's he saying? Despite your persecutions, despite what people think about you, don't let any of that stuff phase you and affect mm -hmm. you. Uh, e even outside of the persecutions, mm -hmm. when it comes to like the daily things, like oh man, I just don't feel like I have the strength to to get through the day. No, talk the way Paul talked. You know, out of all the things that he talked about, he said no. But God, God God's delivered me. Mm -hmm. Look at the look at David's Psalms. Right, mm -hmm. right. This is a big situation. Nations are rising up against me. They're plotting in vain. But you know, God's in heaven laughing at mm -hmm. them. Mm -hmm. He's he scoffs at their attempts. Because he's so much bigger. Mm -hmm. You know, that's how David handled situations. Let, let's just sing about, you know, hey, these things are happening. He recognized that the, he didn't ignore them and avoid them. Just yeah. like Paul's not ignoring and avoiding the fact that he faced these things. That's why he wrote them down. But you have to look at the way he talked about them. Mm. You have to look at the way he, he addressed the situations. Yeah. How was your day? Don't say, well, man, let me tell you, it was the worst day of my life. No. God's grace is sufficient. Yeah. You know? God is good. You know, there might have been some opportunities today, mm -hmm. but the Lord delivered me. Yeah. You know, you even read David wrote in the book of Psalms, many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of yeah. them all. Yeah. So whatever I'm facing, whatever I'm going through, let, let, I want to talk that way. God's grace is sufficient. Yeah. Even, even in, in a situation where it's like, I don't know how I'm going to be able to handle this. Mm -hmm. let you, don't let your words speak, well, how am I going to do this? Right. Stop looking at yourself in the first place. Because... Yeah. In and of yourself, I yeah, do yeah, that's yeah. that's what I mean. Like, how am I going to do this? How am I going to get out of this? If you're the source, it'll be hard and heavy. Mm -hmm. But Jesus said, 
If you come to me, it'll be easy in life. Right. So, you know, this situation seems big, but according to the word, it's momentary, it's light. God's grace is sufficient. It's all I need. So I have nothing to worry about. Yeah. Even though I walk through the valley, through, I'm only going mm-hmm. through it. The valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil because he's with me. Yeah. His grace is with me. Yeah. His rod and his staff, they comfort me. Mm-hmm. What's, what, the rod will beat off the enemy that's trying to affect mm-hmm. me. The rod will, the, the, the staff will guide me, yeah. you know. Um, and, and that's the reality of it. His grace, put it in the comments, his grace is sufficient. You know, yeah. whatever my circumstance is, first and foremost, I need to recognize that I'm not the source. Right. I need to stop looking at myself. But secondly, I also need to talk like I'm not the source. You know, That's good. And when God's the source, I'm going to win. Mm-hmm. Put that in the comments. When God's the source, I'm, I'm going to win. When I'm being led by a God of victory, I cannot fail. That's why it says uh, in 2 Corinthians 2.14, Thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph mm-hmm. in Christ. So if I'm in Christ, I'm led to victory. Yeah. So, so by the end of the day, you know, if it seems like the situation hasn't been resolved, well, praise God, I'm still lead, being led to yeah. victory. So it doesn't, I, I, I shouldn't look back on my day and just be like, this was such a hard day. You know, I shouldn't get around people and compare our bad stories. Yeah. No, I sh- we should get, when we get around believers, we should compare the goodness of God. Yeah. Man, God's so faithful. Yeah. Hey, you know, like... I, the, like, I'm not saying that we should pretend like we're not dealing with stuff, mm-hmm. but yeah, well, this happened, but you know, I know God's going to work it out. Yeah. You know, like, like how you speak over an issue will mm-hmm. determine the, the course of that issue. Our word, our words carry out into our future and yeah. re- rewrite it. So right. we can sit there and say, oh man, you know, this is my job. You know, my coworkers are just such, you know, interesting people. I just don't like being around them. They're, you know, the people that I work with, my clients or all these things. We can speak that and that'll be our reality. Or we can be like, but man, I, I'm telling you, you know, they might have been this way in the past, but God's doing something. Yeah. You know, I'm a light in that place and God's going to be changing some things because I'm just believing that way. Yeah. That's how Paul talked. All these things I faced, God delivered me. Yeah. He's been sufficient. And even in the situations that I'll face in the future, he'll be sufficient in those right. situations as well. Right. Yeah. Um, as you were talking, it made me think of, I believe it was Bishop David Oyadepo who has shared like, I've, he, that he's never had any valleys, you know, yeah. I've never had any down, down times in my yeah. life. And some people yeah. can look at that and be like, this is fake, like you're, yeah. you're disillusioned. And yeah. like, uh, of course, things happen. But no, it, he, he didn't have the valleys because even though something may have tried to come up yeah. against him, he kept his eyes on the Lord. Yeah. The Lord remained his source in every situation mm-hmm. so that any valleys that he went through, it was just, it was easy and light, you yeah. know? Mm-hmm. Because it's not like that we're disillusioned thinking that like nothing's going to mm-hmm. happen because the yeah. Lord says that, you know, we're going to have the adversities, that mm-hmm. adversities. Yeah. Like in this like world, we'll, gonna, we'll Yeah, the enemy's going to try and attack us, yeah. but we're Take going heart. through it. Take heart. I, I'm overcoming. I've overcome the world. Yeah, he's right. already overcome us. The greater spirit lives in <laughs> side of us yeah. so we win already and yeah. so it's not a matter of being disillusioned mm-hmm. that attacks come but yeah. knowing that we can go through them light and easy you know yeah. it doesn't have to be the valley so I'm mm-hmm. in a valley right now but like eventually yeah. I'm gonna come out of it know yeah. that we can have that joy even in the midst of an attack you know mm-hmm. and it's gonna be over it's, it's momentary yeah. and light yeah. yeah yeah that's why I've like and I know I, I've yielded to this in the past myself, just, you know, like identifying with my struggles mm. and identifying with issues, you mm. know, and stuff like that. 
and, and like I've seen people who like if they're not struggling with struggling with something or like trying to like you know like if they're not having a hard time with something they feel like they're not being spiritual and I know that sounds interesting <laughs> but like but like they'll read passages like this like Paul's thorn they'll read like the things Paul went through and they'll they'll assume life is supposed mm. to be a struggle they'll assume the life is supposed to just be hard and heavy mm. but that but again like when you read through the word Yes, people faced things. Mm-hmm. People face stuff, and we will face stuff. But it's ha- it's our perspective of the situation that'll determine whether we get out of it. Because if we, because re- honestly, if you have a mentality that life is a struggle, you'll re- you'll read this word and and you'll pull struggle out of all all these situations. Mm-hmm. You'll man, they suffered, they struggled, they dealt with stuff, and you'll you'll identify with the struggle rather than identify with, and you'll never identify with the victory. Right. You hear that? Mm-hmm. You know, if you have a struggler's mentality, you'll only identify with people's struggles. You'll never identify with their victory. Yeah. And and whenever you hear testimonies of people's victory, you'll 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 have a hard time with it. You'll be like, oh well, there's going to be something else coming. You know, and like there's people who have this mentality that you know I'm just waiting for the next problem, the next mm. issue. And, and and you see people who struggle. They'll, they'll try to they'll try to speak struggle into other people's lives. Oh, well, they're dealing with this and they're dealing with this and they're they're looking at other people and just manifest trying to manifest struggles onto everyone mm. around them because if everyone's not struggling, how am I going to identify with them, mm. right? And and you'll also see that people with that mentality, they'll they'll try to surround themselves with other people who are struggling because it'll make them feel better mm-hmm. about their struggle and it'll make them feel like they can identify with that rather than overcoming it. Mm-hmm. You know, Paul, yes, he faced things, mm-hmm. but he overcame. Mm-hmm. And that, that was his mentality. Whatever I'm facing, you even look at when, when they're on, on the boat, right? And, like, it's a big issue. Basically, everyone's hope has been gradually abandoned, but Paul's hope was still there, yeah. right? Yeah. Paul said, actually, hey, everyone, uh, Paul took command of it because he was the <laughs> only one who still had hope. Yeah. You know, uh, this passage actually came to me earlier. You know, a lot of people say, well, Jesus, he's an anchor in the storm. The Bible doesn't say that. The Bible doesn't say Jesus is an anchor in the storm. The Bible says actually hope is an anchor mm. in the storm. And hope, what, what hope? The hope that Jesus is, is handling it. You know, I might be facing a storm. Jesus has got it. Yeah. And, 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 you, and you see that when, when the disciples were on the boat, they're trying to do it all on themselves. It's hard and heavy. They're dealing, they're struggling. They're, let's be real. They're struggling. But the answer was was right there below yeah. deck. The answer was in Jesus. You know, G- Jesus didn't come when whenever they said Jesus, don't you care that we're perishing? He didn't just say, "Oh, well, look." Well, he didn't turn into an anchor and jump overboard <laughs> and just stabilize the boat until the storm was That's over. Good. That's not what he did. Yeah. You know, it's hope. Hmm. My hope, knowing that Jesus is going to handle right. the storm, will it? It's not. It's not just going to. You know, it's not like it's. In the aspect of it's just going to keep me, you know, until the storm's over. It's no, my, it'll keep, it'll keep me until the manifestation. Because I recognize, no, God's got this. I recognize his grace is sufficient. So Jesus didn't turn into an anchor to jump out of the boat. Mm. He, he spoke to the storm and the storm, and the storm subsided. Yeah. So, so whatever I'm going through in this moment, this momentary life situation, I have hope in the grace and the love of God that he's handling the situation. And that that doesn't anchor 
you know, the storm, that, that just stabilizes me, mm-hmm. you know, in my emotions. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, no, God's got this. And I have hope, a joyful, confident expectation that, that whatever I'm facing, it's momentary light and God's grace is handling yeah. it. Yeah. You know, that, and that, that's, that's where, it, you know, having that, uh, we, in all these things, we overwhelmingly right. conquer. We are more than conquerors mm-hmm. through him, through him, yeah. through his grace who loved us. So all these things, all these things that we face, we overwhelmingly conquer because we're not relying on ourselves anymore. And we're not, we don't have the perspective, the perspective, because the only reason something's hard and heavy is because we've believed that it is. Yeah. It's not, it's not hard and heavy. Yeah. In in the reality. Because if God is there and if God is for you, who can stand against you? Greater is he that is in me than he that is in this world. Mm -hmm. So something could seem like a mountain, but that's just a perspective. Because to God who who measured the earth with the span of his hand or measured the heavens with the span right. of his hand. You know, that's not big. Your situation compared to him. Right. You know, it's all perspective. Mm-hmm. And if we're looking at it through ourselves, it's going to seem big. But yeah. if we're looking at it through how big my God is, yeah. it, it's nothing. Right. It's nothing. So I can look at, when I look at things through that perspective and the, the grace of God, man, what am I going to face that's going to be able to wipe me out? Nothing. Yeah. yeah. Nothing. Right. As you were talking about the disciples in the boat, mm. it, it kind of struck me, and I hadn't thought about, about it this way. Um, when they say, teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? Like, mm. no. <laughs> <laughs> like, Jesus didn't take on care. And yeah. I'd never really seen that. Like, don't you care? Like, no, I don't care because I don't take on the cares and yeah. the worries. Hannah Safer and I were actually were talking about it last night, how we have learned since being at Boomerang that we don't say, like, take care and like, yeah. like drive, drive carefully, you know, mm-hmm. no, we're, I'm not going to take on care as I'm driving and I'm not going to take care on, mm-hmm. but yeah. cause that's relying again on who me, yeah. it's not relying on, mm-hmm. on God who can, who takes us who take, like we're supposed to cast our care on the Lord. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just another example, cause I've quoted this is Romans eight, uh, 37. But look at, you know, in all these things, we overwhelmingly mm-hmm. conquer. In all these things, we're more than conquerors. Mm-hmm. Put it in comments. Uh, uh, in all these things. Just put in all these things, and then in a separate comment, put, uh, I am more than a conqueror. Right. But what, what things is he talking about? What are these things that he's referring to? Um, let's let's uh, go to verse 35. It says, who, who will separate us from the love of God, oh, the love of Christ? Will tribulation or distress or persecution or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or sword. So he's talking about yeah. all these big things, right? Famine is a big thing. Yeah. So lack, will lack separate me? Nope. Will, will uh, tribulation, or will just like issues in life, and struggles in life, will that separate me? No. Um, will persecution, uh, distress, you know, uh, you know, nakedness, which is another form of lack, peril, you know, just issues, mm-hmm. sword, people coming to kill you, you know? Uh, and then he goes, just as it is written, for your sake, we are being put to death all day long. We are considered sleep to be sl- sleep, sheep to be sleep. slaughtered, sleep to be shattered. No, <laughs> sleep to be shattered, slaughtered. Okay. But then he says this, in all these yeah. things, in all these things, all these things, all these things. Yeah. N- not some of these things. Well, you know, some of these things, we, well, they'll conquer us. No, in all these things, we overwhelmingly conquer. So he's saying, if a situation arises, 
we overwhelmingly yeah. conquer that yeah. situation. Why? Because we're in Christ. Mm-hmm. And in all these things, whatever situation I face, that's why I said put in the comments, in all these things, insert, insert, certain, insert present circumstance in here. Mm-hmm. In all these things, I overwhelmingly conquer. That's how we should face our day. Yeah. That's how we should face the things that, that the situations or the people that, that we have to deal with on a regular mm-hmm. basis. Mm-hmm. No, in all these things, I overwhelmingly conquer right. in Christ yeah. and in His grace. It's in His grace that I can conquer. It's not, it's, there's no other way that I can overwhelmingly conquer in this situation but in His grace and in His love. That's why he then goes on to say this, For I am convinced that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing will be able to separate me from the love of God. And what's the love of God in? It's in Christ Jesus. Jesus. It's in Christ. It's in that grace. It's in that anointing. It's in Christ. And it's in His love. Because He loves me, I'll conquer. Even if I die, Mm. I'm not separated. Even if I die, I'm still a conqueror. You know, Paul in, in history was beheaded, you know. But he, even in that, he chose it. He was still an overcomer, and he still chose that situation. Yeah. Because there was at least two circumstances in the book of Acts where by the Spirit of God, someone came to him and said, hey, this is, this is going to be what happens if you continue to go into Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. Same thing with Jesus. Jesus knew what he was entering into. Mm-hmm. Was Jesus a failure whenever he went to the cross? No. So how come we, we can look at, well, Paul was beheaded, and uh, mm. so it, he didn't, it do, didn't seem like he was a conqueror. No, he, he, he was victorious yeah. in that. You know, Peter was crucified upside down. Like, there was a post, and, I'll, you know, and I'll, we can like, wrap up, but there was, there was a post um, that I saw on Facebook, and it was a picture of Peter being crucified upside down, and the, the caption was, God has a wonderful plan for your life, Peter. And basically coming against the whole, the, everything mm. that we're talking about right now. Mm. God has a wonderful plan for your life. It's very evident. And the Bible says in Jeremiah 29, 11, I know the plans I have for you, prosper you, not to harm you, to give you a future and a hope. But they were, see, that's the struggler mentality. That, well, Peter was crucified upside down. So you can't tell people that God mm. has a good plan for your life. You can't tell people that, you know, exactly what the Bible says, that God will deliver you from all your struggles. Mm-hmm. You know, the Bible says it so clearly. Many of the afflictions of the righteous, the Lord will deliver them out of them all. All, all. Wow. The Bible says all so many times. Out of all these things, mm-hmm. he delivered. Paul even said, out of all these things, the Lord delivered me. Yeah. You know, out of all of them. And so people will look at, you know, oh, well, they, they were whipped and beaten and stuff like that. You can't tell people that God will deliver them from all their problems and all their issues. You know, or, you know, when the Bible says in Isaiah, tell the godly, tell the righteous, all oh, will be yeah. well for them. Mm-hmm. You know, like I've been, I've been accused, you know, for preaching that. You know, and for saying, God says, all will be well for you. All will be well. You can't tell people that because they're going to face situations and they're going to go through hard times. Mm-hmm. Now, it's all a matter of perspective. Because, you know, when you look at Peter's life, right? You know, and, and that, the whole context of that post was, you know, God's, God didn't have a wonderful plan for Peter's life. God's plan for Peter's life was, was hardship and, and persecution and suffering. Um, look at Peter's life, Right? Peter, who the first interaction he had with Jesus was a miraculous sign mm-hmm. of provision. M- many fish, right? Uh, then, then his mother-in-law heal, healed from a, a fever that was probably going to kill, mm-hmm. kill her, right? Where he saw, he, where from his hands, multiplication uh, happened in the loaves and the mm-hmm. fishes. 
where, where from his hands he was able to lay hands on the sick and see them recover. Mm -hmm. Where at his word, a man who was born uh, crippled, mm -hmm. you know, uh, rose and walked for the first time in his whole life, mm -hmm. right? Where, where at his teachings, where at his shadow, pe people mm -hmm. were healed. But no, let's just focus on, you know, oh, he was crucified upside down. And let, let's, let's look at that and mm -hmm. say, no, he didn't live a life of victory. He didn't live a life of wonder. You know, mm -hmm. that, you know, um, Pastor said, what, what's missed is the choice of God, the, the choice of God, yeah. what's missed is the choice uh, that, the God God, gives. that God gives to people like Peter and Paul that chose martyrdom, even though they could have been right. saved from it. See, that's, yeah, that's, that's reality. Again, like Paul, you know, multiple times this, by the spirit of God, mm -hmm. basically saying like, you have a choice, you know, and he chose mm -hmm. to, you know, he chose that. Um, you, you read in Hebrews chapter 11, um, Hebrews chapter 11, where you see the, the hall of faith, um, you know, and all, again, they had complete victory and dominion over all these situations, right. you know, Hebrews chapter 11, where it's talking, where it talks about, you know, all these things that these people faced. Um, I believe it's Hebrews chapter 11. I think you're right. Um, uh, but, 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 um, it's somewhere in there. Um, but it basically says, you know, they, they faced all these things and they chose not to receive deliverance, right? Right. They, they chose not to receive the, the deliverance, which means they, they chose that martyrdom. Right. They, they chose it so that they can receive a greater, mm -hmm. a greater reward. There is a, there is a reward for it, yeah. but it was a choice. It's not something that, that they had no choice about, right? right? Cause right. again, you, it's very clear with Paul. But they overwhelmingly conquered in every single situation and every single thing that they faced. Yeah. They were, they were more than conquerors. Yeah. Did, did you find it's, it? It's um, 1135. Women received back their dead by resurrections and others were tortured, not accepting their release so yeah. that they might obtain a better resurrection. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Pastor. Like, that's a, such a good point. See, in all of those things, they had a different perspective on yeah. it. You know, you even look at, at uh, uh, Stephen. You know, mm -hmm. when he was persecuted, like, well, that was such a glorious situation, right? Mm -hmm. At, in the midst of the situation, heavens open up and he, ha and he has an uh, open vision, heaven open up. He sees Jesus himself standing at the right end yeah. of the father, looking down on him. Like, what a glorious thing. And then st the Bible says Stephen fell asleep, mm -hmm. you know, and they, they began to throw the rocks at mm -hmm. him and Stephen fell asleep. Mm -hmm. and, and basically he went to the Lord, yeah. you know, he went to be with the Lord. Like, what a glorious situation. Yeah. But we'll look at that and be like, oh, you know, life is just a struggle. No, life is not a struggle. The struggle is over. Someone put in the comments. Put, put in the comments. Yeah, Hannah, put in the comments. You can put in the comments too. The struggle is over. Pastor said exactly the proof of that. They didn't accept yeah. their release. They could have accepted it, but they didn't. You know, they didn't. They, they didn't accept it. They, right. they chose to enter into that. And it wasn't a defeat. It was a victory. Mm -hmm. It was a victory. Even Jesus said to Pilate, oh, you don't have any authority to, like Pilate said, you know, I have the authority to, to give you up and to, and to kill you, essentially. He's like, you don't have authority. You have no authority over me. He's like, the only authority you have is what my father gave you. Like, <laughs> he's literally, like Jesus straight up said, said that. Um, but we, we need to make sure that we recognize what our perspective is on yeah. the situation. What's my perspective? God's grace is sufficient. What's my perspective? God's got this. Mm -hmm. I, I, don't have to, I don't have to struggle through these small daily things anymore. Mm -hmm. God, all I have to do is say, God, your grace is sufficient. I just rely on your grace. 
and you're going to empower yeah. me to overcome the situation. Yeah. It, but it's only in your grace. I only overcome through Christ. Yeah. I'm more than a conqueror in Christ. Mm -hmm. He always leads me in triumph in Christ. Right. You know, uh, I can do all things through Christ. Mm -hmm. What is that? In, in his love and in his grace and in, in the anointing. Right. Right. That he offers me. Mm -hmm. I, it's momentary and light. Right. I need to change my perspective on it. Recognize I'm not the source. Change my perspective on it and change the way I speak yes. about it. Yes. Uh, Pastor John says they were spirit-minded, not flesh-minded. That's why they had life in the face of death. Mm. Yeah. Death lost, lost its sting. Yeah. Amen. The, in Fox's Book of Martyr, there's, there's a story of a, a man named Polycarp who, uh, who was literally burned at the stake. But... While the fire is like consuming him, a sweet aroma mm. filled the entire place, mm. you know, and, and everyone recognized there's something powerful mm -hmm. to this. I don't even, to my remembrance, I don't even think he was burned up mm. by, by that situation. I think they had a, oh yeah, no, he wasn't burned up. A sweet aroma went in and one of the soldiers had to come in mm. and spear him because, because people were seeing the manifestation yeah. of the glory of God. Yeah. There's another story of, of a man um, uh, who his, his disciple was with him. And um, he and he was gonna be go and be burnt, and and the disciple was was scared, you know. And he said, yeah. "Well, I'm gonna tell you this: if um, while while the persecution is happening, you know, while, while the burning is taking place, if I don't feel any pain, if mm -hmm. God's grace is sufficient, and I don't feel any pain, I'll give you a thumbs up, mm -hmm. you know, in the fire." And uh, and um, the st the story goes that whenever whenever they lit it and it and it was mm -hmm. consuming him. Uh, the, the disciple looked and looked in, and he was holding two thumbs mm. up. You know, like he's like, like what a powerful thing. De exactly what Pastor John said. Yeah. Death lost its sting. Yeah. Death has no hold on me. The fear of death has no hold yeah. on me anymore. That's good. Be why? Because I overwhelmingly conquer. It's a matter of perspective. That's good. It's a matter of perspective. Mm -hmm. But, guys, so, man, has this ministered to you? Yeah. The, the <laughs> yeah. key is this. God's grace is sufficient. Yeah. God's grace is all we need. His love and His grace mm -hmm. is sufficient. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to let the situation overwhelm me. I'm going to rely on His grace. Yeah. And His grace will work it out. I don't have to figure it out. His grace will, right. His grace will work it. It'll empower me to overcome. Amen. Good. Amen. Well, guys, we want to pray for you. And, uh, and as we pray for you, just receive that grace. You know, receive God's grace to overcome. You might, whatever you might be... Whatever might feel overwhelming to you, just receive that grace and rely and trust in His, in his goodness and His love. Yeah. And, and it'll work out. Amen. You want to pray? Sure. Father, I thank you. Thank you, Father, thank you, that we are not our source. Thank I thank you. you that you in us, your grace in thank us you. gives us the power to overcome every inefficiency, yeah. every weakness in the flesh. Father, thank you, Lord, that we overwhelmingly conquer in every situation. Thank you. We overwhelmingly conquer in every situation. Thank you, God, that you are a good God, that you love us, and it's your love and your grace towards us you, that draws us through. Thank you, God, for the grace that you have made available to us, Lord. And I thank you for that grace on each one of the viewers watching, whether it's now or later. But, thank Father, you. I thank you for your anointing on each one of them to draw on you in every circumstance, that we are not our source, but that you are our source, and thank that you, we Father. rely on you in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Amen.
Amen. Amen. Well, we love you guys. Yeah. Did you have something? No, I was just going to say, and if we always want to give an opportunity to sow at the end of every broadcast, too. And again, we're not our source. You guys, your money is not our source for this ministry. Yeah. You know, just as what we were talking about. But if the Lord is putting something on your uh, heart to be able to sow into the fertile ground of this word, we want to give you that opportunity. And yeah. so we have lots of ways to give down here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And you can go to giveww.org and all of that stuff will be there as well. Um, but yeah, so let's pray over everyone who's going to sow. And, and th- honestly, this is one thing I heard Brother Tracy said. We're not taking an offering. Right. We're giving you an opportunity to sow into right. the ministry. Right. We're not taking anything. You yeah. know? Uh, we, we're giving you an opportunity to sow into the anointing that, that, that God's doing. And you become a partaker of the grace. We talked about that earlier on this week. If you didn't get a chance mm-hmm. to watch that broadcast, go back uh, and watch it. That's I was a powerful listening to one. it this morning. Yeah, it's a powerful <laughs> yeah. one. You mm-hmm. become a partaker of the grace. So, Father, right now, in Jesus' name, we just ask that your grace... Huh, oh, partaker of grace. That's literally what we've been talking about all day. I didn't even realize that. Father, I ask you that your grace just manifest and fall on everyone who sows a seed today and, and everyone who's been listening to this yeah. broadcast today. God, Lord, bless them. Bless the seed. Press down, shaking together. Let it be running over back into their laps, God. Let there be... Let abundance and grace and peace be on them and on every situation Uh, that might come their way, God. I thank you, Lord, that they overwhelmingly conquer in all of those things. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Well, guys, thank you so much for joining us today. It's been good. It's been good. It has been good. It's been good. Guys, we love you. We'll see you tomorrow. No, it's Friday. Monday. We'll see you guys Monday. But check out our other videos this weekend if you miss us. And there's just so much word, so you can check out hundreds of videos. Yeah, hundreds. 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 But, and we'll see you guys on Monday at 11.30 for Lunch Plus. Love you guys. We'll see you Bye. next time.